0: Hey everyone, it's Bill Thompson, T-Bell. Welcome to Plain Market Talk. Today is Friday, January 28, 2022. Okay, it's about 10.30 in the morning Eastern time. We'll see what's going on with the markets. Uh, Had a big inflation report come out today, the PCE uh, index, explain what that is. Came in at one of its highest levels since 1983. Market initially reacted negatively to that. Uh, Lots of corporate earnings coming out. Talk about Apple's earnings after the close yesterday. And we got several other companies, uh, Dow 30 components that have now reported. So, we'll see what's going on there. Also, Major League Baseball finally beginning to take some steps to avoid a delay in the start of its season. Okay, so as far as the markets, all right, so what happened? Uh, the markets opened uh, down earlier, uh, quite a bit, actually. Uh, Dow Jones Industrial Average was down 300 points on the open. Uh, but now, what's happened? Uh, investors have begun to buy back in. This is what we've been seeing for the last week or so a lot of volatility. Uh, investors selling off on negative expectations, perceived negative news, uh, and and then other investors see that as an opportunity and they buy right back in, push the markets back up. So right now the markets are basically flat. We have the Dow Jones Industrial Average. uh, It's actually down 0.45%. It was up briefly just a few minutes ago. Uh, S&P 500 down 0.24%. And as that composite down 0.25%, but by the end of the day, it could be quite a bit up, quite a bit down. So the markets are tending to do that right now. However, uh, January has not started out to be a great month for the markets. Uh, you know, I've said this before, generally the months of November, December, January, statistically are the best months of the year for the market. November and December are actually pretty good, but uh, right now what we have... Um, Looks like we got the Dow and S&P 500 possibly ending for four consecutive losing weeks. Uh, Again, markets are not finished yet. Uh, We got January ending on Monday, uh, and it says NASDAQ composite, I'm just looking at some numbers here, on track for fifth straight negative week. All right, so here's what we got. Uh, It says here, with January ending on Monday, the tech-heavy NASDAQ's headed for its worst month since October 2008, and worst first month of the year of all time. It's been around since 1971, the index. S&P 500 on pace for its weakest month since March of 2020, weakest January of all time. And Dow uh, could be seeing its worst month since March 2020. That was the shutdown with COVID uh, and worst January since 2009. All right, well, you know what? We'll see what happens. I- I've been doing this stuff since 1975. So I've seen it up, down, all over the place. I was actually on the floor of the New York Stock Exchange during the crash in 1987. Uh, so anyway... We'll see. Now, I see some people calling this a bear market. There's really not a definition, specific definition, as to what is a market correction and what is a bear market. Generally, market corrections are considered short term. Uh, like the market can go down 20% in a day and then recovers tomorrow. You know, you wouldn't normally call that a bear market. Bear markets tend to be more extended. Um, the reason we use the term bull markets and bear markets in the financial world. It seems like the terms came from New York newspapers in the 1840s. Basically, upwards-moving financial markets are called bull markets, because bulls push up when they attack with their horns, and bear markets, uh, downwards markets, are called bear markets, because bears claw down. Hopefully, you will never encounter either. All right, so what happened with that inflation report? All right, so inflation, continuous rise in prices, is something financial markets pay close attention to. You know, I've covered this on some previous sessions. High inflation can be um, can be a negative factor for a lot of reasons. One is that you know people tend not to want to invest as much because what's the money going to be worth in the future? Same with companies. Uh, you also have uh, interest rates start going up to cover higher inflation, so that cuts back on consumers' willingness to make major purchases like new homes and you know cars, things like that. Also, as interest rates go up, investors start looking at the bond market as a more viable alternative to stocks. All right. So we got all these different measures of inflation. Probably the one most people are most familiar with is the Consumer Price Index. And we also have what's called the Producer Price Index. Uh, But the one that came out today is the uh, Personal uh, Consumptions Expenditures Index, which is a long name. It's usually called the PCE. This is the one the Federal Reserve tends to focus on and also um, more and more people in the financial industry look at it. I mean, I've been looking at this thing for years along with others, but it seems to be you know gaining in popularity. All right. It was up 4.9% from a year ago, and that's the fastest gain since 1983. So the markets reacted negatively to that as the markets open. We'll see what happens now. Um, the thing about this report, though, it is subject to a lot of revision, more than the consumer price index. Uh, So what is different between the PCE index, personal consumption expenditures, versus consumer price index? All right, consumer price index looks at things, uh, it's a basket of goods purchased by urban households, people living in cities and towns. Uh, Now, what the PCE does, it looks at purchases not only for people living in cities and towns, it also looks for people living out in the countryside. It also takes into account things that consumers purchase but do not fully pay for. The big one is health insurance. For a lot of people, their employer pays a good part of their health insurance, and so the consumer price index doesn't take that into account yet the PCE index does take things like that into account, that, you know, your companies are paying more. Uh, also, the PCE index looks at things more from a supplier standpoint to what are the costs that are raw materials companies are paying for, because they will then pass that on eventually to consumers at higher prices. It also looks at increased shipping costs that we've seen, you know, with uh, you know all the um, backlogs uh, with COVID and so forth. Uh, the other thing the PCE does, it takes more into account the substitution Effect and what versus the consumer price index. And what that is, you know, if you're a coffee drinker and suddenly the price of coffee doubles, well the consumer price index just puts that in. Okay, it's higher inflation. Uh the PCE index takes into account consumers may switch from coffee to drinking tea at least temporarily, and it wouldn't be as big a price impact on them. So that's basically, in a nutshell, is the difference. However, the PCE index is up to much more revision over time than the Consumer Price Index because it's just more complicated, more data coming in. So this this number may or may not hold up. So we'll, we'll just have to see what goes on there. All right, uh, talk about Major League Baseball for a minute, and then look at some corporate earnings because there could be some opportunities there. Um all right, so Major League Baseball, uh, the labor contract, expi- contract expired in December. The players have actually been locked out since December, but they're in the off season. we got spring training coming up uh, about two weeks from now, mid-February, the uh, pitchers and catchers report. First games are usually about uh, 10, 10 days later, and then the season starts March 31st. Right now, there's no contract. Players are locked out. Uh, Owners have locked them out. Uh, Think of like a factory where the gates are shut. Workers can't go in. That's the situation with Major League Baseball. However, this week, the owners and players have started to meet finally. So, you know, hopefully there's going to be some progress. It's really not anybody's interest for the season to be delayed, canceled. I mean, spring training. You, you could probably get by with a shorter spring training, but there, there, there's a big issue. You, you start uh, messing with the season, you know, TV contracts, uh, just all kinds of stuff. Obviously, getting the fans all upset. So we'll have to see. I actually knew somebody that participated in labor negotiations for Major League Baseball many, many years ago. They were representing the Players Union. They said what basically happened uh, is the owners uh, on their side, their representatives, and the players' union representatives basically yelled at each other across a conference table for a while. Uh, And after they got done yelling at each other, um, they basically started talking at each other and then eventually started talking to each other. Uh, So sometimes that happens. And, And I know years ago, I think it was the 2004 contract, what I was told is both sides walked away the neither side was happy with the contract they had, but they both had a contract they could live with. So that that may be you know something to think about. You know, with, with hard negotiations, uh, come up with an agreement that neither party's happy with, but they can live with. So all right, so keep an eye on that for uh, Major League Baseball. Uh, one thing also, we had the uh, gross domestic products number come out yesterday. It says at six point nine percent pace. Uh, fourth quarter of the year and stronger than expected uh, despite Omicron and what is that all right uh GDP, as it's called, gross domestic product, is the value of all products and services produced in a country in a year, and this is an annualized number. E- even in a good scenario, United States tends to grow at around three and a half percent a year. That's after inflation. It's called a real number, R E A L after inflation. So six point nine percent, obviously, you know, just about double that. So uh, that, that's actually good news, uh, obviously. However. This is also open to quite a bit of revision. I, I, I think the government agencies that come up with this number, uh, I believe this one's the Bureau of Economic Analysis, BEA.gov, uh, they They—they—they they don't actually sign off on the final number for five years. So, uh, yeah, so anyway, it's actually from the Commerce Department, but I think BEA is actually the one that specifically does it. So anyway, all right, so that's good news there. All right, so let's take a look uh, at some corporate earnings. All right, Apple. Um, we've now had two of the big, five technology stocks report. Microsoft the other day, Apple. Next week on Tuesday, we have Google, better known as Alphabet. Well, maybe not better known, but Alphabet. Uh, so Google on Tuesday, uh, let's see, Facebook on Wednesday, and Amazon on uh, Thursday, they're considered technology. All right, so Apple just blew through their numbers, um, said their sales were higher than expected, profit, just everything looking good. Um, Uh, in spite of supply chain issues. Uh, So investors have reacted favorably to this. Um, So Apple, uh, let's take a look at what they're doing right now. Uh, They're trading symbols AAPL, uh, Apple, Apple, Paul, Larry. And uh, let's see, Apple right now is... Yeah, they're up three point nine percent. So hundred and sixty-five dollars forty-six cents. So keep an eye on that. Think about Apple, you know, they just seem to keep raising prices and nobody cares. They just keep buying. It's like Disney World. Uh yeah, I live here in Central Florida. They just keep raising their prices and the parks still jam-packed. So uh, anyway, all right, so good news for Apple. Um So we got that going on. All right, so what else we got going on? Uh, One thing about Apple, too, that is the world's largest company as far as the stock market, over $3 trillion in value. It's not actually the world's largest company, though. Uh, What stock market value is market capitalization. We take the total number of shares that make up a company's stock and multiply by the stock price. That's called capitalization. Uh, In the financial world, the way we generally look at company size is their sales numbers, revenue numbers. It's the top number of an income statement. Uh, Apple is around $365 billion a year in sales, although I'm guessing over the next 12 months they'll probably approach more than $400 billion. Uh, uh, they're the third largest company. Uh, Amazon's actually second. I think they come in around 460000000000 billion. I'd have to check that, but it's in that range, 465 I think. Uh, and the world's largest corporation's actually uh, Walmart at $572 billion a year in sales. To give you an idea of Walmart sales, if you take $572 billion and divide by 365, you get the daily sales, then divide by 24, you get hour sales. Divide by 60, you get a minute. Divide by another 60, you get a second. And it works out to about $18,000 a second. So to put that in perspective, I'm going to quickly just count to five. One, two, three four, five. In five seconds, Walmart just ran up $90,000 in sales under cash registers. So to give you an idea how big uh, these companies really are. All right. So the last thing today, let's take a look at some corporate earnings here, see what stocks are moving, because there could be some opportunities here. Sometimes stocks oversell on the downside. And then we've got Companies reporting better than expected earnings that may or may not be factored into the stock. And so there could be some future opportunities. You know, on previous previous sessions, I've talked about what you want to look for for success long-term with companies. But you know what? I'll cover that again on some upcoming sessions. You want to look at increased sales keep your debt under control and figure out how to make a profit. All right, Caterpillar, uh, CAT, Cat, Apple, Tom. Uh, This is a Dow 30 stock, um, and it's been all over the place. This is one to keep an eye on. It's become very volatile. It's uh, down 5.5% right now, CAT. Earnings numbers came in good, but not as much as investors expected, this is considered one of the most pure plays with infrastructure growth. You know, obviously they make, they make bulldozers and construction equipment. Uh, investors are having trouble figuring out where this stock is going to go. So anyway, that would be one to keep an eye on, Caterpillar. All right, Chevron, uh, CVX, Charlie, Victor, Apple. Uh, this is a Dow 30 stock. It is part of John Rockefeller's old company, Standard Oil, broken up in 1911. Standard Oil of New Jersey became where it was the company's headquarters became the SO Corporation. Eventually, Exxon, Standard Oil of New York became Mobil, and Standard Oil of California became Chevron. This is a massively big company. Uh, it says here. Uh, We're down 2.8% in the pre-market after missing bottom line estimates for the fourth quarter. That's profit numbers. Although revenue exceeded expectations, that's sales. All right, so keep an eye on this. This could be a play with uh, energy and, and gasoline, oil, fuel, so forth. Uh, They are down 4.9% right now. So again, you might have an opportunity, something being oversold. Um, VF Corporation, VFC, Victor Frank Charlie, they they make the uh, clothing apparel vans, North Face and all that. Uh, so they have cut their full year sales forecast due to delivery delays and worker shortages. Okay, but they, ex- they reported better than expected profit and revenue for the most p- recent quarter. All right, there could be an opportunity here. VFC, Victor Frank Charlie, uh, right now down 7.4%. The reason is these supply chain issues start unwinding faster than expected. The market's anticipating these aren't gonna unwind for all of 2022. You may see these companies you know, suddenly um, being able to um, meet consumer demand, and you may see some opportunities here, so keep an eye on that one. All right, got a couple more here, and then we'll wrap things up for today. Visa, another Dow component, symbol simple, simple, simply V for Visa. Uh, beat estimates by 11%. Numbers came in overall better than expected, and Visa right now is up 5.6%. All right, so that's another one. I think I got one or two more here, and then I'll wrap things up for today. Uh, oh yeah, Robinhood, I want to talk about them. Uh, all right, so Robinhood released their numbers uh, yesterday. H-O-O-D, um, for like Robinhood, H-O-O-D. They're down 2.7% right now. Um, Let's see, they're at $11.28 a share, but they were down at $9.94 just earlier today. So they were down quite a bit earlier. All right, so basically, um, they just went public last year. It said they were down 13% in the pre-market. Warning to current... Quarter revenue could fall significantly from a year ago. Uh, recorded a loss of 49 cents a share, a 4% more than Anna's expected, although sales quite a little bit above. Yeah, they had the big run last year. It was actually a year ago today. When people get buying those beam stocks, as they're called, talking about them on social media platforms and running them up. Uh, but that seems to have tapered off some uh, now. Uh, and Robinhood's uh, basic overall numbers are not coming in anywhere near what they were a year ago. I know there's their, um, uh, their basic growth, of customer uh, growth of new new accounts has come down quite a bit. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens with them. Uh, so I wanted to mention them also. One last one, Beezer Homes, may or may not be familiar with them, B-E-A-Z-E-R, symbol B-Z-H, Boy, Zebra, Henry. Uh, they make houses, big home builder. Uh, and so you may have seen their signs, uh, down 5.17%. Um, They were up earlier. Numbers came in better than expected, but consumers are really not sure now about housing starts going forward. But there could be some opportunities with Visa. Keep an eye on that. This is a stock that may be oversold. All right, so we're gonna wrap it up for today. Again, Bill Thompson, T-Bill. Hope everyone's doing well. And I'll talk to everybody again soon. Take care, see ya. See ya.